It's October 6th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Moscow Times, a liberal Russian paper, is reporting that the Russian Defense Ministry said Ukrainian drone attacks caused explosions at two airfields in the Saratov and Ryazan regions on Monday, leaving three dead. The drones, aiming to disrupt Russian long-range aircraft, were intercepted, the ministry said, but debris fell and exploded on the airfields. Four other soldiers were wounded and taken to medical facilities. Two planes were slightly damaged, according to the statement. In my opinion, what makes this really interesting is that these attacks are far from the front lines. Russia has previously said that attacks in Russian territory would trigger significant retaliation. However, given the state of their armed forces, I'm not sure that they can actually follow through with that threat. That doesn't mean Ukraine is safe, however. The BBC is reporting that Ukraine is switching to emergency shutdowns to stabilize its power grid after yesterday's Russian missile attacks, President Vladimir Zelensky has said. Four people were killed in Monday's attacks. Overnight, more missiles hit critical infrastructure and residential houses near the southern city of Zaporizhia, regional officials said. The country is now seeing snow and sub-zero temperatures in many regions and millions are without electricity and running water. There are fears that a number of people may die of hypothermia. Honduras became the second country in Central America to impose a state of exception, suspending some constitutional rights to help fight street gangs when the decree took effect yesterday. The extraordinary measures target the capital, Tegucigalpa, and the northern business hub, of San Pedro Sula, which have both struggled under the sway of powerful gangs like Barrio 18 and MS-13. The decree published yesterday will last one month, but lawmakers will have the ability to extend it, something that has happened repeatedly in El Salvador since a state of exception was imposed in March. Elsewhere, Al Jazeera reports that a court in Chad has handed out jail terms of between two and three years to more than 260 people arrested after anti-government protests in October, while defense lawyers have argued that the trial was illegal. Speaking at a news conference on Monday, the public prosecutor said that 262 people were given jail sentences, 80 were given suspended terms, and 59 were acquitted. The trial ended on Friday after four days, with only state TV having the rights to provide coverage, and the sentences were announced on Monday after the prosecutor returned to the Capitol. The defendants were charged with taking part in an unauthorized gathering, destroying belongings, arson, and disturbing public order. Chadian lawyers boycotted the proceedings on the grounds of the illegal transfer, far from the public gaze for the trial. Many stopped working during and after the trial, with the Chad Bar Association calling it a parody of justice. The EU's largest countries are extending a helping hand to the Hungarian government in its tussle with Brussels over rule of law breaches, 
According to Politico Europe, France and Germany, along with Italy, are leading a group of about 12 governments that are calling on the European Commission to review its decision to freeze 7.5 billion euro in funds for Hungary, arguing that the nation has made more progress on anti-corruption measures than Brussels recognizes. Support from the bloc's most powerful countries casts doubts on the EU's overall commitment to penalize Viktor Orban's government for the way it has restricted democratic freedoms. Finance ministers will discuss the matter today, and it could later become an issue for leaders to try to solve. France and Germany's softer stance is likely to draw them into conflict with another group of countries, including Denmark, Sweden, and Latvia, which backs the Commission's hardline assessment that the risks of graft remain in Hungary and all 7.5 billion euro should be blocked. Given these divisions, it's unlikely that the issue will be resolved today. According to Kenya's The Nation, around 300 people died in an attack on villagers in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo last week, blamed on the M23 rebel group, Government Minister Julian Paluko said on Monday. The government has been locked in a months-long conflict with the notorious armed group M23, with the latest violence coming just five days after a ceasefire was agreed between the rebels and Congolese forces. The rebel group has denied it was responsible and called the allegations baseless, although it said eight civilians were killed by stray bullets during clashes in the village on November 29th. All the fatalities were civilians and at least 17 believed to be children. Deutsche Welle reports that lawmakers in Indonesia approved changes to the country's criminal code today, introducing a sweeping and controversial legal overhaul. Under the bill, sex outside of marriage is punishable by one year in prison, and couples who live together out of wedlock could face six months in jail. Members of the House of Representatives approved the bill with support from all major parties, amid flack from critics who say that it will threaten civic freedoms in the world's largest Muslim country. Although the criminal code has been ratified, it will not go into effect for three years. At present, Indonesia bans adultery, but not premarital sex. In lighter news from NPR, it's mindlessly binge-watching television without worrying about the time. It's eating snacks in bed without a care about leftover crumbs. And it's wearing the same pair of pajamas all week while working from home. Welcome to Goblin Mode. This year, Oxford Languages, the creator of the Oxford English Dictionary, titled Goblin Mode as the 2022 Word of the Year meaning it best reflected the ethos and mood of the past 12 months. The slang term is defined as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. The slang particularly struck a chord with people who felt disillusioned by the third year of the pandemic and the ongoing political upheavals around the world. In response, they are rejecting societal expectations and making their own rules of how to live. 
Second place went to Metaverse, while third place went to Hashtag I Stand With, which became especially popular in March 2022 after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Josh Kurlancic of the Council on Foreign Relations about the protests in China. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.